Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Super mutants have been around from the beginning of the Fallout series. They are another one of those iconic parts of the uh, the games where when the first time you come across a gigantic hulking greenish or grayish monster who looks a lot like the Hulk. I, I have to wonder if there are some connections there to the Incredible Hulk and this idea of mutation creating a much larger and uh, muscle bound humanoid type creature that is also dumber. I'm sure there are some connections there, but these creatures have shown up in all of the fallout games and they uh, are a persistent threat, but also a wonderful comedic point as well. Uh, Sometimes there are the enemies that are building uh, fortifications in front of you and shooting at you with laser weapons or rifles or hitting you with big gigantic boards or funny looking piece together weapons. And sometimes they're wearing things like stop signs and gas cans as armor and have just kind of pieced together things. So saying absolutely ridiculous things to you while they, while they try to kill you. Um, and then sometimes they are your companion and they tend to be a little bit more, uh, smarter and a little bit more aware of what's going on. Um, either way, they're always amusing They're For me, they're always fun to fight. They're especially fun to sneak up on and take out. And when you can stand toe to toe with them because you've inspect out your character pretty well, or you're wearing a bunch of power armor, it's fun to go toe to toe against them and just see if you can take them down punch by punch. I am a super mutant. I am unstoppable. You humans made us now suffer for your arrogance. 
I like how he says, uh, "We, I am unstoppable. I'm a super mutant, but you're the one who's arrogant. Uh, <laughs> some irony there, maybe? Um, <laughs> super mutants are great. They, they, you know, they come from the very beginnings of the game. And in this episode, we're going to discuss where did they come from? What created the, the uh, evolution? Uh, how did the FEV virus work in regards to super mutants? We've touched on some of these points. And I think this is one of the things that's going to start happening in these shows is that you're going to see connections to previous things that we've mentioned. So at this point, if you've listened through to everything, you know that the FEV viruses were developed at the Mariposa military base, but also were shared with other locations across the wasteland um, that initially soldiers in that area or actually individuals. Sometimes they were soldiers who were um, enemy soldiers who were being tested on, but sometimes they were just common people uh, were initially being tested on by the FEV virus or with the FEV virus and went through mutations and created uh, some of the conflict that you have to deal with in Fallout 1. Then there's also other variations of super mutants that you come across in some of the other games in some other different places, and they act differently, and it's there are reasons for that. So we're going to dive into this a little bit. According to the Gamepedia uh, wiki that I, I often use, I go back and forth between a few of these, um, it explains here that the FEV2 super mutant was the one that we can relate to in the Mariposa military base. And here it says, in humans, phenotypical changes. Now, phenotypes are visual changes. Genotypes are genetic changes. So think of phenotype, phenotypical changes as the kinds of the genetic expression that allows things to look differently due to mutation or, or gene changes. So phenotypical changes brought upon by the Mariposa strain are substantial, accomplished by recursive growth patterns integrated in FEV. In order for the mutation to succeed, the subject needs to have a low level of radiation-induced damage, so part one required radiation, and should not have been exposed to the mutated FEV in the wasteland. So not exposed to the the version of the FEV that gets out there and mutates uh, in the wastelanders. This is this very specific strain of the FEV at the test location. Subjects that do not meet these criteria will suffer a massive overhaul of the body's systems, leading to organ failure and an extremely painful death. So there's some connection there that if you do come across these things, if you come across the FEV that's been mutated in the out in the world and you go through these changes that most likely it will turn into death. Now, we do know that uh, this is a little bit different than what we see. Sometimes uh, turning into ghouls is associated with exposure to the mutated FEV that gets out in the wasteland. And maybe that's another strain and none of this. I have, I haven't found anything about how all of that connects because I think it's probably a little too complex. I think it's one of those things they're purposely keeping vague in the series to say, yes, the FEV gets out into the world. It infects basically everything. And some of, some of it is chaotic. Some of it leads to ghouls. Some of it leads to uh, these other creatures, but then sometimes they are specifically engineered at specific locations, like we've discussed before. So the article goes on to say the average super mutant is 3.2 meters tall and weighs in excess of 350 kilograms. 
Now, I've done the math for our American friends like me who don't use meters and kilograms in reference to human beings very often. Um, I don't know when we're going to update to the metric system, but come on, guys, it's probably time. Anyway, so 3.2 meters is over 10 feet tall and 350 kilograms is about 770 pounds. So these guys are huge and sometimes you, things like this don't really come across very well in a game one of the things i noticed from playing um games like skyrim in vr after playing them in on a screen with a flat version is that when you are actually in the game world the scale and size of things makes a lot more sense i mean it kind of it seems obvious right but it becomes much you're much more aware that say for example the apples in skyrim are the size of a human head and you never notice that in the 2D version of the game because of the way that you are, are viewing things. Uh, you're not really able to compare one to one as easily. Uh, so in in these games, you know, they're big, but 10 feet tall is freaking huge. Think about think about how tall your ceilings are in your house, that this super mutant would have a hard time walking through your house. 770 pounds of muscle. Holy crap. I can't, I can't fathom that. That is, that's like a bear. That's like a human bear sized creature walking around. Now that's pretty big. So it goes on to say that muscle accounts for over 75% of the body mass, 75% while bone and tissue are 10% each fat mass is exceedingly low accounting for between three to 5% of body mass. So these dudes are super lean muscle muscle machines super lean muscle machines it sounds like a 1980s commercial for like a cartoon or something the increased muscle and body mass lead to a change in posture fev super mutants have a characteristic hunched stance the skin tone changes substantially and becomes gray with tints of light green though as the mutant ages it may become more green or even olive colored the skin becomes much thicker and resistant to trauma, including cuts, bruises, and damage from fire, acid, and even gunfire. These changes are uniform across mutants due to the aforementioned growth patterns and pre-programmed DNA loaded into the virus. So they are basically designed to become muscly, tanky warriors. This also has the effect of removing secondary sexual statistics. So for example, the None of the super mutants, if you've noticed in the game, have any sexual organs. Um, you can't tell if they are male or female. Some of them consider themselves to be female or they were at one time female and somehow have memories of that. But because they're so hulking, because the changes basically create all this muscle muscle mass the same way that like lots of testosterone does. They have this generally male appearance, but without any of the sexual organs. So that means that they cannot procreate. But we'll find out later that that may not be a huge issue for the super mutant population. Uh, now it goes on to explain how changes in the brain work, increased size of neural transmitters and synaptic receivers in the body give super mutants acute reflexes and heightened senses. However, these changes are usually not accompanied by a similar rise in intellect. The FEV strain in Mariposa has a chance of modifying intellect. While most people retain their pre-dipped intellect, a majority of the remaining group experiences a loss, typically 30% less. So there are in Fallout 1, you do come across intelligent super mutants, super mutants who are basically of regular human intellect. 
Um, or maybe smarter in some cases because they retained their pre mutation intellect and they might've been highly intelligent humans, but most of them are reduced by about 30%. So they think of them as like functional and they can carry on a basic conversation and they can make sure that they eat, (laughs) but that's about it. They're kind of at the low end of, uh, the spectrum when it comes to human intellect. It goes on and says the loss is a result of damage caused by recursive growth and increase in brain mass, which may be accompanied by disfigurement and damage to existing neural patterns causing loss of memory. So a lot of them don't even remember having been human. They just know that they are super mutants at this point. The most stunning effect is practical immortality. And this is what I was getting at. They cannot reproduce, but for the most part, their bodies repair and will not fall apart on their own. They can be killed, but they will left to their own devices without any sort of physical trauma could last indefinitely forever. Maybe it goes on. It says, although theorized to only bring an approximate 10% increase in life expectancy, the FEV strain in Mariposa results in a cell regeneration rate that exceeds cell death rate and prevents DNA degeneration through aging. So basically it's not just 10% increase in in a life expectancy. It is cells that basically they've become the Wolverine. Their cells replicate and repair faster than they die. The Hayflick limit is believed to have been completely overcome. Now the Hayflick limit is very interesting. It is simply defined as the number of times a normal human cell population will divide before cell division stops. So at some point, every normal cell will run out of cell divisions and will stop replicating. It's kind of like the ticking time bomb on our biology that most biological creatures have. Most animals in our world have some sort of limit. And that is part of what leads to our eventual uh, death. But super mutants don't seem to have that issue. Now, this doesn't mean that their quality of life will stay the same forever because of the problems with their mental state. uh, Older super mutants, the ones that become elderly, I guess the ones that last for a few centuries, are more likely to experience dementia, Alzheimer's disease, things like that, where their mental facilities begin to break down. But there's nothing here in the information that I found that states that that is necessarily tragic and brings death. It probably just brings about forgetfulness and uh, an inability for them to actually, you know, work and cooperate with others and and get along in their environments. They probably still make sure that they eat and, you know, move through life, but their memory becomes very broken. Uh, At the end of this article, it says, or at the end of this section of the article, it says death is made even more unlikely by the fact that super mutants are immune to common diseases and radiation. They're not affected by radiation anymore which sounds crazy, but ghouls, ghouls share that as well. And common diseases are not a problem for them. Their, their immune systems, their cells replicate and, and fix themselves faster than the diseases can take hold. So these are the mutants that you come across in Fallout 1 specifically. And other than them, you come across mutants in the other Fallout games as well. Fallout 3 in the Commonwealth, Fallout 4 in Boston, Uh, Fallout 76 in Appalachia. Now, how did these areas also have super mutants? 
That's a good question. So according to the article, as it goes on, it explains that there are now the EEP supermutants, and they were produced as part of the evolutionary experimentation program. This variant of supermutants comes from an inferior FEV strain used in Vault 87. Now, this is a vault that you will come across in the Capital Wasteland in Fallout 3. This is the source for the general supermutant population in that area in Fallout 3. Now, the article goes on to explain that this strain of the FEV virus retains the recursive growth patterns characteristic to FEV in general, but it has a different effect, which may also be linked to how infection was performed in the labs. Test subjects were exposed a single time to FEV in isolated chambers. In the original FEV experiments in Mariposa, they are dunked for 24 hours in this vat of mutagen. Uh, Think like Ninja Turtles, like green, glowy, green stuff. But in these experiments, they are in isolated chambers where the virus is deployed as an airborne particulate. When exposed, phenotypical changes occur within three days. So they start looking like super mutants within three days and include increased muscle mass, changes in skeletal structure and atrophy of all visible sexual characteristics. So they look very, very similar to the others creating a uniform body shape devoid of genitalia or other sexual dimorphism. At 10 days, skin pigmentation becomes a mixture of yellow and green. So they're more green than the grayish green of the original set of super mutants over on the West Coast. And similarly, they develop a resistance to radiation and other environmental hazards. However, there's the key problem with this batch, and that, that, that's that the mutation doesn't stop. Within 14 days of initial exposure, subjects regress to an almost feral state, exhibiting extreme aggression at every non-mutant. While some semblance of cognition is retained, exhibited by the ability to speak, operate machines, and use basic tactics in combat, supermutants of this type are typically characterized by significant mental retardation. These guys have mental problems, <laughs> all of them. If you come from this group of super mutants, then there is basically no chance that you are going to come across a super mutant that remembers what life was like before they were a super mutant or a super mutant that knows how to add two numbers together. Another unforeseen side effect is that the unfinished virus strain codes the body for continual growth. If a super mutant of this type eludes death for prolonged periods of time, they may become a considerable threat, reaching the size of a small building. And I think you guys all remember the first time you come across in Fallout 3, a gigantic super mutant. That was a big shock to me. I thought that was pretty crazy, and I'm pretty sure I barely survived it with the use of some mini nukes, maybe. So it goes on to say that the first super mutants of this variety were created in 2078. So that's just a year after the great bombs dropped, becoming a permanent fixture of the capital wasteland too dumb to overrun it, but too strong to die off. Their routine behavior included raiding to kidnap people for conversion with the EEP mutagen. So part of what they do is they make sure that they can keep super mutants around by raiding and taking people applying the virus and making sure that they get more super mutants. Um, so they were smart enough to at least do that. 
Their inability to reproduce, possibly bolstered by the FEV batch and or human procreation instincts, leads to an obsession with preserving their species. They attempt to capture live humans as often as possible in order to infect them with with the FEV or green stuff at Vault 87. (laughs) They call it the green stuff. However, by 2277, the mutants are running out of FEV and are looking in desperation for a new source of the virus. Now, there's another group in Huntersville that I referenced before uh, at the West Tech facility, and um, the that was another facility where the FEV virus was shared with those uh, researchers, and the experiments there went terribly wrong, and the super mutants were left out, you know, launched out into the world, and for the most part are similar to the dumb super mutants that show up in other places. Now... There are super mutants also in the Commonwealth, and they're different from the Vault 87 super mutants and the Mariposa super mutants. And the article goes on to say that while they possess the imposing musculature and resilience of the former, they have a level of intelligence on par with the dumber examples of the latter. They are capable of following a chain of command, erecting fortifications, and even setting up traps and ambushes, such as the Trinity Tower, where Fist deliberately used Rex Goodman as bait to lure humans and weed out the weak super mutants among his host. So they're smart enough to do things like that. I hope you remember that uh, that quest line. That one, <laughs> that one's pretty good. They're also capable of speaking like normal humans, unlike their practically feral brethren from the capital wasteland and consider themselves the superior race in the Commonwealth. So they're a little bit more organized. They're a little bit more vocally aware, uh, vocally able to express themselves and communicate information. So that can make them more dangerous. All Commonwealth super mutants are the result of the Institute's research into the FEV, which began in 2178 under the auspices of Dr. Frederick. Now, the article goes on to explain that basically these guys were engineered by the Institute and released into the Commonwealth to create problems. This was very intentionally done and... It's also a little bit disturbing because these this type of mutants can also become gigantic behemoth mutants as well if the mutation destabilized. So rather than growing older and continuing to grow, these ones had stabilization issues with the mutation that would that could turn them into gigantic monsters. So that about wraps up the information we have about super mutants. Um, There's a lot more details about what happens in each of the games and some of the roles that individual super mutants play or individuals play in the creation of super mutants. But that's information for a later time when we can delve into more of the details of specific games and some of the things that happen through the storyline. Uh, in the meantime, let me know what you guys think about super mutants. Is this one of the enemies that you prefer to fight against? Did you enjoy having super mutants as companions? Uh, is there a specific funny situation with a super mutant that you uh, really enjoyed coming across? I can think of a few uh, a few details from my experience, but maybe there's some that you'd like to call out. Also, wouldn't it be cool if in Fallout 76 it was possible to create a character that was a super mutant as some sort of like expansion later. Uh, and you got like, ex, you know, higher strength by default and higher endurance by default, but less intelligence. That would be really cool. Um, 
devs, I've got an idea for you. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? Let me know at uh, Fallout Lorecast on Twitter or FalloutLorecast at gmail.com. Um, I love hearing from you guys and please reach out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Cultural database accessed. Quoting New England poet Robert Frost. Freedom lies in being bold. Why don't we ask the newcomer? You support the news? So this week in Fallout 76, it looks like the news for what is going to be added into the game and the roadmap has actually gone over very well with the community. I think uh, Bethesda is doing a good job right now of creating positivity, of letting know the community that they are going to support this game, that they're going to continue developing for it, that there will be more content and there's going to be a reason to keep playing. And if you're interested in that detail, I highly recommend checking out some of the other podcasts. Um, I actually guested on that Fallout show, which should come out sometime soon. Uh, We recorded it last week. I think it's going to be released pretty soon. And on that show, they go over all the details for everything that is going to be released and when we should expect it. And there's a lot of cool stuff coming. So I highly recommend checking that out or looking up the blog post on the Bethesda page about it or, or whatever, wherever you'd like to get your information. Um, and when if you get a chance to listen to the that Fallout show, if you aren't already a listener of the show, which you should be because it's a great show, they're super fun. They always have lots of good information. There's another one of those podcasts that I listen to regularly and have been for a while. Um, and I was super, super thankful that they invited me on for... Uh, being able to guess, I'm going to have them on my show. In fact, that was the plan initially was to have them on today for this show. And we were going to talk about robots, but something came up. We're going to have to delay that a few weeks, but they will definitely, well, I'll have the whole gang on all three of them. And we're definitely going to talk about robots and our favorite things about robots in the games. And Vendortron is one of the three groups. So, and I'm robots. So I guess that means, Oh, by the way, I didn't even introduce myself this time. I'm Tom or robots. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. If this is the first one you're listening to. Um, anyway, sidetrack. 
there's going to be an even amount of robots and humans on that show. So that should be a lot of fun. That should happen sometime in the next few weeks. Um, looking forward to it. I'm also getting together with the guys, the vault WV guys coming up and recording an episode with them uh, probably next week. And so we're going to have some co-hosting, sharing stuff coming up with that as well. I've gotten some good feedback about the show with Duke. So it seems like you guys are interested in some of these, some of these, uh, you know, connecting with other, other streamers or other podcast people and really getting a sense of what they're into and what their experiences are and some of the, the, their thoughts around these games. So that's super cool. And just to kind of sum it up on that fallout show, we had a hilarious time. We had so much fun talking the other night. If you weren't there for their live stream, I highly recommend getting in there, follow their channel at we just love games on Twitch. And you can probably even pull up the video of the recording from last Friday night when we did the recording. And man, we had such a good time. We, <laughs> the, you guys in chat are ridiculous. Some of you guys came over, uh, from my Twitch channel and some of the regulars that pop in there, some of the listeners to the show. And you guys had us cracking up. It was so much fun. I think my phone just buzzed, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so highly recommend that check out that show if you can what either watch it on twitch or download the podcast version of it and in other news about the update because i got kind of rabbit trailed with all that stuff i'm so excited about all these all these you know working together with other people this is so much fun so in other news uh one of the, my favorite things about the information that has come out right now has to do with these new power armor skins for the uh for fallout 76 that look like the uh what's the best way to explain it um riders of the apocalypse the horsemen that's it the horsemen of the apocalypse you've got like a famine and wrath and war and uh, it's pestilence um they're called there's the plague rider which is an x01 suit that is kind of green and has some bubbly growth looking stuff on it it looks all corroded and stuff very cool the War Rider, which is probably T-45 armor, which has spikes and look flames and all sorts of really cool stuff added on there. That one looks super cool. Then you have Black Rider, which I'm guessing is... We've got War, you've got Plague, you've got... The other one's Pestilence, so that one must be Wrath? Is that the other one? Um I'm just doing this from memory, but that one looks really dark and scary. You've got kind of like this uh, glowy red eye thing going on with that. And it's like a darker gray suit. And it looks like it's probably T-60. And then you have the Pale Rider, which is T-51 armor. And it looks like uh, it's corroded in this kind of white light gray coloring with some some different uh, shaped circular type things that almost look like pathogen symbols, maybe, um, all over on the, on the suit. These things, you can tell that the development team put a lot of effort into these. These look amazing. I can't wait to get these in the game. I'm glad they're raising the stash limit to 800 because now we can fit these in our stashes and keep more stuff. So super excited about that stuff. Keep a lookout for any of those new updates. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Let's get the other bit of politeness taken care of, shall we? What the bloody, bloody, bloody hell are you doing here? You people are crazy. So, <laughs> you guys, holy crap, you keep on leaving reviews. This is amazing. You guys are making this show uh, 
grow so quickly. I, this is beyond anything that I expected. Uh, this last week, I posted this on Twitter. I was checking the charts. This show was rated 27th in video game podcasts on iTunes. 27th. Some of those, I don't even understand how that works because some of those other shows that, that this is up there with have way bigger audiences and have been doing this way longer. There must be some sort of algorithm for growth or for just reactions and ratings from you guys that pushes pushes me up on those on those ratings, pushes this show specifically up on that on those ratings. And that is that is just crazy. You guys are nuts. Thank you so much for everything you're doing to sharing the show for the positivity in the community um, for each saying hi on Twitch when I'm popping in somebody else's stream or when you're popping in my stream and hanging out, you guys are just absolutely the best. So I'm going to, I won't take too much more of your time heaping praises. I know we do this a lot, but you guys consistently blow my mind. So, um, so that's what you get. That's, that's just what you get for doing it. So there you go. Um, so, but we've got a number of new reviews and ratings for iTunes and let's just get into it from great britain fantastic funk dolph funk dolph says love the show i love uh, i look i'll mess that up let me start over again I, i love the show i look forward to listening on my long drive to work it's a great way to get my fallout fix when i'm not at home the lore and theories are awesome. Long may it continue. Cyril Smoothskin from Vault 76 says hello. Cyril Smoothskin, let's, dude, are you playing on PC? Let's get together, dude. Let's play, let's play games. If you guys know Cyril out there in the world, if you see him running around, tell him hi. All right. Thank you so much. Um, the next one, another one that comes in from Great Britain. Excellent podcast from The Real C. Bullman. Exactly what I was looking for in a podcast. Love anything Fallout and can't get enough of the history and the series lore. Tom of Robots is an excellent host and can't wait to listen as I drive from job in job to job in my van. Keep it up. Yeah, guys. I love listening to shows on my drive. I've mentioned this before. I've got like an hour to hour and a half commute each direction every day. So yeah, any other good podcast? podcast, just let me know because I'm always listening to stuff. Um, and thank you so much, The Real C. Bullman. Then we've got another one from the US from Mr. Watson 101, who says, keep it going. Love listening to this while exploring the wasteland. So you listen while you play the game. That's super cool. I uh, really hope it keeps on coming. Yep. That's the plan. I'm going to keep it going as long as you guys are still enjoying it and, you know, just hanging out and being there for it. So if there's, if there's listeners on the other side of this microphone, then I will keep casting. So we've got another one from the U.S. from Irish Trash You Are. Now, this is probably the most unique review I've ever read. And they say, perfect fallout history. Thank you so much. Uh, And then they go on to say, highly entertaining podcast. Awesome. That's great, too. And then they also say, have sex with my mom, which is a little confusing. I'm not sure exactly why are you. I mean, are you offering up your mom? Are you like negotiating for your mom? Do you feel like your mom just needs to get laid? I don't quite understand what's going on with this. I also am not quite sure how my wife would feel about it. But how attractive is your mom? It's also another question I have. So moving on to the next one, we have United States of American uh, reviewer Pale Rider of Doom, which is a great news. Do you already have the um the set the 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 skin for the power armor? Are you the pale rider? 
you have to tell us, tell us how you got it, dude. All right. So they write lots of fun and very helpful as someone who never got the chance to play any of the fallout games before fallout three. I so appreciate what Tom does with each episode to help us see the links and subtle clues that I've missed. I guess the highest praise I can give is that listening to each episode makes me want to slip back on a vault suit and head into the wasteland again. Thanks for the weekly dose of post-apocalyptic awesomeness. You are welcome. I wish I had a vault suit too. I, I've seen those like jackets and stuff you can wear. But I would totally, I would totally sport a vault suit on days. I could, I could wear it to work. My coworkers would think I'm crazy. Well, they probably already think I'm crazy. Anyway, so we've got one more from the U.S. that came in just the other day. And it is from Slacker105. And they say, enjoyable. This is a great podcast. Really enjoy the duo with Duke. Thank you for the feedback on that. I was I was hoping people would give us feedback about how that went and if you liked it. Um, glad to hear you liked it. Hoping to see more crossovers with people as knowledgeable as he was. Yes, he, he's, he knows his stuff. So um, definitely a good source to ask questions to or to listen to on, on their show, Out of the Vault. If you are looking to find bite-sized podcast episodes for Fallout Lore, look no further. Thumbs up. I like that you added the thumbs up on there. Did you guys know, uh, some people don't know this, the thumbs up at the, uh, the, 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 Fallout, the, the little vault guy does He's not giving a thumbs up as like approval. That's actually a way to gauge if you are too close to a mushroom cloud. You put your arm out fully extended with your thumb up in the air and you look down it with like one eye open. And if your thumb covers up the mushroom cloud, you're safe. If the mushroom cloud is bigger than your thumb, then you are too close. So yeah, a little tip of wisdom there, I guess. Thank you to everybody who sent in reviews and everybody who rated the show. Thank you so much. I've got so many fun ideas for things coming up and some of you guys continue to reach out to me with some really cool ideas. So there are things in the works. There will be more fun stuff on the horizon. So hang in there for uh, even more fun stuff. Also, just a reminder that the Patreon is up. We don't have any patrons yet, but that's okay. If you are looking to... Uh, help fund the show and make sure that this can keep going, then I would highly appreciate your support. And if you just want to get some of those rewards, uh, give it a look at patreon.com slash fallout lorecast. And otherwise I have been streaming. I've been trying to stream most nights after 9 PM on uh, twitch.tv fallout lorecast. So come hang out with me. I've been playing a lot of elder scrolls online. So I hope you guys like that game too. It's, I'm trying to get through stuff before the next expansion comes out. So that's kind of been my focus, but you know, every so often I'm going to jump back into fallout 76, especially as some of this new stuff comes out and check it out. So either way, if I'm just happy to hang out and have you guys in the chat to, to chat with while playing games, I always think that's super fun and more and more of you are, are dropping by to say hi and I really appreciate it. So hopefully I'll see you guys in there and otherwise Stay away from those green glowy vats because I, it would be really sad if you turned into a super mutant and forgot about this podcast. I'd be so sad. All right. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at falloutlorecast. And if you'd like to support the show, tell a friend or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 